test. Last time I was with you, we started the book. There was two things that we talked about. Who remembers? That was like three weeks ago. You possibly remember three weeks ago. First we said God chose you, right? Chapter 1. God chose you. He said he elected you. That means he chose you. So uh, you got to do something for God. And the question we said is what? What are you going to do? God chose you already. It's not like you're going to say, well, I'm waiting for God to tell me what to do. He already chose you. So you got to find out what you're supposed to do. And the second thing is that you are supposed to find a good what? What? find a good example. I told you I had a list, remember? Who was on my list? Four good people and four bad people. He was on my good list. Try to be like him. All right? Uncle Ed was on my good list. There's people you want to be like and people <coughs> who learn not to be like. And there's <coughs> a choice then that we have. talking about the whole book, even though we just look at chapter 3. Well, what are you going to do with your life? What are you going to do with your life? Okay. Find a good example and follow it. Follow them wherever they are. Use them for a good example. Chapter 3. You did chapter 2 last week, is that correct? Anybody remember what you did last week? Who was yeah. your teacher? It was John. John. It was John. It was John. <laughs> chapter 3. Now sometimes when you read the Bible, you can read a whole bunch of verses and they're all going to one. All right? So that's kind of what's going on here. Here we go. Chapter 3, start in. Wherefore, when we could no longer forbear, we thought it, it good to be left at Athens alone. And sent Timothus, our brother and minister of God, and our fellow laborers, <coughs> And the gospel of Christ to establish you and to comfort you concerning your faith. Okay, so 
He's, he's in Athens. Paul's in Athens. He said, I couldn't stand it anymore. I wanted to find out how you were doing. So I sent Timothy, Timotheus, he says here, but it's Timothy. Uh, he's a young guy. I'm going to send him over to check on you, find out how you're doing. Verse 3. Okay, so uh, Paul says, Timothy, I'm going to check up on the people over there because they're having troubles. And he says, by the way, me too. Me too, I'm having troubles too. We're all having troubles. We're having difficulties. And they had a lot of problems because people didn't like the church and they wanted to get rid of it. They wanted to get rid of Paul. They chased Paul all over Greece, from place to place, town to town. They stoned him. They, they beat him with rods. They did all kinds of things to Paul. So I had a lot of trouble. He said, you too. Right? People in Thessalonica were having troubles too. So we called, the, we sent somebody over to check on him. You see how you do Because you can't expect to live life without problems, right? Everybody think that's right? I thought living for God, you wouldn't have any problems. <laughs> Guess what? You have just the same kind of problems as everybody else in the world. Okay, so we got troubles, sometimes even more than other people, because we believe what we believe. All right. Verse 7. says to him, look, we really want to come and see you. Don't think we're not coming because we don't like you. We want to come. We got trouble. 
I couldn't calm for a while. I'm planning on it. I'm planning on coming. Because Paul, who founded the church in Corinth, said something really, really important here. Verse 8. For now we live if we stand, if you stand fast in the Lord. So, something's going to happen. This is going to be important. Where, where, where do we stop? Okay, go to verse 12. And the Lord make you increase and abound in love one towards another and towards all men, even as we do towards you. To the end, uh, he may establish your hearts unflammable in holiness before God, even our Father, at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ with all his saints. Okay, so here's your question. What are you going to do with your life? Paul said, here's what I did. Here's what I did with my life. Now we're going to look back into last week's stuff and see a bunch of Jews and see what they did with their life. And so go back verse 14 of chapter 2. For ye, for ye, brethren, we became followers of the churches of God, which in Judea are in Christ. For ye also have suffered like things of your own countrymen, even as they, as they have of the, of the, of the Jews. Who both killed the Lord Jesus and their own prophets, and have persecuted us, and they please not God, and are contrary to all men. Forbidding us to speak to the Gentiles that they might be saved to fill up their sins always, for the wrath is come upon them to the uttermost. All right, so there were Jews who did some bad thing. What's the first thing on the list? Killed Jesus. They killed Jesus. That's a pretty bad thing. Next thing? And the prophets, the only prophets. There were prophets, and they killed those. Persecuting Christians, and in particular, what were they doing? They were stopping them from talking to Gentiles. Yeah, whatever you do, don't talk to the Gentiles. And he said one more thing about it. What is it? God wasn't pleased. God was not happy, but more than that, He wasn't pleasing them. He was pleasing people. What about them? He wasn't pleasing God. They were contrary to everybody. What does it mean to be contrary? You're hard to get along with. You're a miserable, rotten person. I can't stand. You're contrary. And so these Jews, this is what they did with their life. Right? 
that's what they did in their life. That's a lot of bad choices. We're wondering what are we going to do with our life. Paul says, here's what I did with my life. And he said, this is how I get graded. You get tested at school and get graded? Mm-hmm. You get graded, right? They say, do you get it? Do you understand? Here's what we here's what you did. You get a test, you get graded. Paul says, here's what I get graded. I founded the church in Thessalonians, and I taught them about Jesus, and I got it going. So when those people, the people in Thessalonians go to heaven. God's going to say, how'd you guys do in Thessalonians? How'd you do? Did you do right? Did you do good? He said, if you did, then Paul is going to be credited for it. So, when I go to heaven, and when I stand in front of God, God's not going to say to me, well, did you do this? this?" He's going to ask me, did your people, how'd your people do? And if I say, well, they didn't do very good, he said, then you didn't do very good. All right. So when you're a pastor, when you're a teacher, and you're somebody's in charge, God judges how well you did by how your people do. That makes sense? If you do a bad job, nobody understands anything. So Paul says, if I get a pat on the back when I go to heaven, if God says you did a good job, it's because you guys did good. So I'm sending Timothy to check up on you. I want to make sure you do good. All right? Now, here's the zinger. Verse 13. To the end he might establish your hearts unblameable in holiness before God, even our Father, at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ with his saints. So, he said, Jesus is going to come and judge. At the end of the world, Jesus will come. And he's going to, when he does, he's going to have what we call judgment day. There's going to be a day when everybody stands up and gives an account. So you're going to have to stand up, you and you and you and you and you are going to have to stand up and we're going to say, here's what we did with our life. So that question from chapter one, what are you going to do with your life? You're going to have to answer it. If you didn't do good, well, we got a problem. So he says, I want you to make sure on that day that you are what? Blameless? Wow. And holy. How are you doing with that? What does it mean to be blameless? You never did anything you get you could be blamed for. You did everything just right. How are you doing on that one? Is that working out for you? Yeah, we got a few problems with that. What does it mean to be holy? You know what that means? Who's holy? 
God is holy. We sing the song, right? Holy, holy, holy Lord God Almighty. So what does it mean to be holy? You have no sin. That'd be no sin. If you're holy, you have no sin. So are we blameless and holy? Doesn't sound like us, does it? All right. But that's what's going to happen. So you're asking yourself, there's something that we got to do with our life. So when the judgment day comes, he says, you're going to have to answer. And you're supposed to be blameless and holy. You got to say, I cleaned up my life. I took care of my sin problem. I got it all together. All right. Now, how are these people doing? What's going to happen to them? Ooh-wee, they're in trouble. They're going to stand before God, just like everybody else will. They're going to stand before God, and they're going to say, well, what'd you do? We killed Jesus. Why? Because we didn't think he was the Messiah. Huh. He walked on water. He raised the dead. He healed the sick. He made the blind to see. And what reason do you have for not believing he's Messiah? Well, we didn't like him. He was from a different town. That's what they said. He's from Nazareth. Nothing good ever came out of Nazareth. Well, Jesus came out of Nazareth. So you're in trouble. You killed Jesus. You killed the prophets. And then along came the apostles, and you don't want them to talk to the Gentiles. You don't want the Gentiles to learn about Jesus and get saved. You want to make sure they all die. You're so contrary. Nobody likes you. So, what do you think is going to happen to them? Called H-E-L-L. Hell. They're going to be judged for what they did. And they did everything against God and everything against people, against everybody. So they're going to go to hell. All right. So what are you going to do? Now what Paul do, what I got to do, is make sure people understand, make sure people grasp the Bible. And so when I go up there, he's not going to say, Eric, what'd you do? He's going to say, how'd your people do? That's what Paul is sending Timothy. I want you guys to be blameless and holy. That's a pretty high standard, isn't it? So what do you think he should say? Eh, it's okay, you don't have to be. You should say that? No, I don't think so. He's going to say, this is what's required. You've got to get your act together. You've got to do what you should do. You've got to learn how to do that. So he says, I'm going to have to answer for what you do, so I'm sending Timothy to check on you and fix what's wrong. Now, the next chapter, you're going to find out what's wrong. And they've got to fix it. They can't let it go. But we all got the same thing. That's we're going to answer to. And he says, in the day when Jesus comes, that's the end of the world, when the world is over, and Jesus comes down to earth, and he sits as a judge. Every person that ever lived got to an answer for what they did. So that beginning of the book of Thessalonians, God elected you, he chose you, so you've got to do something with your life. And you've got to figure out what it is you're going to do. Because Jesus is going to come, on the judgment day. So, find a good example. That's one thing you need to do, right? You gotta find a good example. 
That would be a very good choice. And another thing he says here in verse 12, Lord, make you increase abound in love one towards another, towards all men, even as we do towards you. All right, look up uh, get 1 Peter 4, 8 and James 5, 20. I'm going to give you a, a hint. It's going to help you immensely. Because when the day comes, you're going to need some hints. So I'm going to give you two hints today. Something that you can do so that you come out okay on this day. And there's, there's two of them. I want you to see both of them. And so this is me, like Paul, telling them. It's me telling you there's something important that you can do that will make things a lot better for you on that day. All right, get read the first one. And above all things, have fervent charity among yourselves, for charity shall cover the multitude of sins. Ah, ah. So you, you, you got a few sins? Yeah, we got a few. Got a bunch of them. He said, but if you have charity, what's charity? Really, the word charity just means love. And we sometimes say, well, charity is helping people. Well, love is helping people, too. So really, when the Bible says charity, it says love. So here's one thing you can do. You can decide to do something. Here's what you do. I'm going to love people. And he says, if you do that, it'll cover up a lot of sin. So if you've got a lot of things, you're thinking, man, I'm in trouble, kind of. We're going to start to love people, and it covers up sin. That's a real good clue. <laughs> That's a good hint. What are you going to do with your life? Well, I'm going to love people. I'm going to love people, try to be good and kind to them, love people. And that's going to cover up a lot of sins. Now you read let him know that he which covereth the sinner from the error of his way shall save a soul from death and shall hide a multitude of sins. Oh, there's another one. All right, so if you got people who are doing wrong, then you can help them and point them to Jesus. And they say, you know what? I think that Jesus thing is okay. I'm in. I'm going to do it. What does it do? You got sins, it cancels them, covers them up. So there's two things you can do to improve your standing immensely when you stand before Jesus. Number one, you love people. That covers up a lot of sin. Makes a lot of difference. The other thing, you can help people to get to know Jesus. Do something, some way to do that. When you do that, you point them to Jesus. That will also hide a lot of sin. So there's two clues to really help you so that when the day comes, when you've got to give an answer, you can say, man, I loved everybody, and Jesus will say, that's good. That's a good thing. I'm going to erase these. I'm going to erase them. Or I help somebody understand. I help people to come to believe in you. He said, oh, that's fantastic. I'm going to erase that. Right? So that's what you can do 
to learn on the way to be blameless. Love people, particularly people who need help, who are in a mess. And you probably know a bunch of people like that. Right? I know a lot of people like that. You go to school and meet these people. There's a lot of them who are confused, messed up, don't know what to do. And if you can help them, God will say, hey, look, here's what I'm going to do. Here's your sins. Love people, and I'm going to do this. They're, they're gone. You get a clean slate. Help people, and they're look at what I'm going to do. I'm going to erase all this stuff, and you're going to have a clean slate. So if you're trying to figure out what to do in your life, and you say, well, I'm not sure what to do just yet. In the meantime, while you're figuring it out, love people. Help people all you can, and you get a clean slate. It'll help immensely. Okay? Now next week you'll find out that they had a problem in Thessalonica, and they got to fix it. Can't let it go. All right? Thanks.